Welcome to Insignium Bits, conversations about breakthrough, innovation, and transformation. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Insignium Bits. My name is Josh Legasic with Insignium, and I am here with Gregory Trueblood. We're going to talk today about impact-based coaching, how that's different than skills-based coaching or comparative-based assessments of one's performance. Welcome, Greg. Hello, Josh. Thank you for having me. Let's start with this whole trend of business and executive coaching. What is it and why is it so important in today's business world? I'd like to start with a coaching session I had with a, uh, a woman uh, who will certainly one day be an executive and she was in a role in an e-commerce group in a consumer package company. And she gave me a uh, a really long, detailed assessment of her leadership ability. And it was grounded in um, 360 feedback from her boss, from her peers, her small number number of direct reports. um, And then I also contributed to the 360 assessment. And it was from a a large, really well-known firm who specializes in uh, talent, talent strategies, and talent development. And um, going through the document, which took quite a bit of time to read, it was a, really grounded in some impressive statistical analysis of, of responses from similar 360 feedbacks given for other people in her role in the industry. I was struck with the uh, kind of the basic assumptions of this document. And the first was that assessing one's skill and comparing one's skill to others, others in a similar industry, in a similar position, is the principal lever that's going to have someone deliver a new level of results. I think that's problematic. That's interesting. You said problematic. Why? What do you mean that this approach is problematic? I can only look at my own experience and and certainly the people that I've coached. I've never found that comparing myself to others really has me be motivated or inspired or up to big challenges that stretch my abilities beyond where I think they are now. In my coaching, the coaching I do and the coaching that I love, I'm empowering people to produce results they didn't think that they could produce. To have themselves show up to their peers, perhaps customers, in really bold and disruptive ways. Importantly, these are ways that one's assessment of oneself would suggest are not possible. I think that the standard paradigm, I don't know about most, but a lot of leadership development and coaching is grounded in the idea of measuring one's skills against a cohort of peers, identifying the skills that one does well, and doing more of those. Or perhaps the alternative, which I've seen also, is identify the few things that you really do not well and figure out a way to improve your ability to do those things. And I think that's a mistake because it starts with skills and comparison. Where does impact-based coaching start? I think we as coaches need to put our attention on something that we don't, and that is empowering and inspiring the people we coach. And my experience tells me that doesn't happen by comparing yourself to anyone else. And it doesn't start with taking an inventory of things I do well. What I find has people inspired and up to big challenges is first starting with the kind of impact one wants to make in an organization, not with the skills that you've got or the skills that you need to develop, but instead looking at 
what difference could I make in my organization? A woman I'm coaching at a large software company amidst the many things that she wants to improve about her organization. One was really the way that her products are sold and incorporating her engineering team into the sales process. The ultimate impact, a dramatic increase in well-being for the people on her team that find themselves having to meet unreasonable promises that sales teams have made, and having a product that the company can be proud of. And starting with elevating the reputation of the organization through improving its quality and championing people's well-being, that's what inspired her. Not starting with, here are what other people in other similar companies do to be successful. That just doesn't inspire. And the impact of someone who's inspired and up to big games is greater than what they think they can do on their own. Where did this whole idea of being inspired come from as a way of coaching business people? It came from some hard lessons that I learned early on in my coaching career about what works and what doesn't. It came from reflecting myself on those moments where I was able to make pivots in my way of being and my leadership approach. And in those moments where I was not able to make pivots in my way of being in my leadership approach. And when I found myself adaptable to new challenges were moments where I was up to an impact for the people around me that had me show up in new powerful ways. The moments where I was handicapped uh, to, to show up powerfully, also those moments that I've seen with people I coach that don't have them show up powerfully are those where they're in a context of shame, either from comparative analysis or reflection on, gosh, my skills just aren't enough. And I think there are a lot of people who look for executive coaches because they think something is wrong with them that needs to be fixed. And that is the worst way to start a coaching relationship. Do you think of it like there are steps that you go through? Yes, there are a series of steps. The word steps almost trivializes it, but there are phases through which I and the person I'm coaching go through. The place that we start is not about themselves. I don't take an inventory of all their skills or all the books they read. First, we ask, what do you, the person I'm coaching, really care about? What's important to you? Where do you want your organization to go? And then I listen. And then I enable the person I'm coaching to craft a future state for their organization, perhaps for their team if they're passionate about their team's well-being or team's performance, perhaps a future state for their customers that doesn't even include the person I'm coaching. The reason is because I don't want to assume the limitations that the person I'm coaching sees for themselves are valid. I don't assume they're valid. Now, they, they may be right, but my responsibility as a coach is to empower that person to make a big impact. So we start there. Once we've articulated a future state for their organization or for the people or for the customer that really inspires, I then orient themselves in that future state. So in that future state, how do you, the person I'm coaching, show up to peers? How do you lead your organization? What are you known for? What kinds of breakdowns do you declare? 
and they start creating that person as though they're creating that person from nothing, not creating it from the skill sets that he or she may already have, but simply in service of that future state. That sounds like something new. What has you looked at where people are inspired as a place to coach from? Before I answer that question, a disclaimer, I am not a neuroscientist, but I know a little bit about how human beings operate when they're in conditions of stress. And from what I know is when we are in conditions of stress, our bloodstream is flooded with a particular compound called cortisol, which restricts and changes the physiology of our neurosystem and our brain, our body, heart rate increases. We are less open to creative thinking. We are more focused in identifying threats. We are in an unsustainable, from a physiological perspective, an unsustainable physical condition. That's not the kind of condition in which I and the people that I've worked with are at their most creative or courageous. And getting someone outside of that context can't be done by rehashing the mistakes or the failures or the comparisons of other people in similar roles. It only comes from working with somebody to identify for themselves a future that lights them up. And Josh, in part, I can't answer your question why, but I sure know it works. People's ability to identify new opportunities dramatically increases. Their willingness to take on risks dramatically increases. Their willingness to take feedback also dramatically increases when they're no longer in a condition of something's wrong, a condition of fear, or a condition of shame. Great. That sounds amazing. We have just gone from this whole notion of business coaching at the beginning to being inspired as a way of being a coach and a coachee. And now we're talking about making an impact in a large organization and even a little bit of neuroscience. What kind of results do people produce or how are the results different from regular skill-based coaching? The kinds of results someone is capable of producing inside of impact-based coaching, in my experience, are addressing systemic challenges inside an organization that are beyond any one individual's set of accountabilities, redesigning an entire sales process, bringing together disparate groups that don't report to the same person, are not incentivized to collaborate, and yet pursue a common outcome because it represents something inspiring for people to cross groups. These are the kinds of results that are available through impact-based coaching. Where do you start? You start by working with somebody to create a future for their organization, their people, and their customers that inspires them. One really important element of, of being coached is where you put your attention. And if you're putting your attention on the things about your leadership that are weak or strong, you're not going to produce a level of impact beyond what you've already produced. If your attention is on the impact you want to make, you will begin to see opportunities to intervene in your organization, to show up in ways necessary to move things forward, that your formula of skills wouldn't on their own suggest that you should do. Focusing your attention on the future state informs the kinds of ways of being and the kinds of action that are necessary. And that's a lot different than starting with one's skills and looking at what should I do given that those ingredients or that recipe of skills. 
With my background from the human resources perspective, one of the things we're really familiar with is management training. And in those circumstances, do this. In these circumstances, do this. A very, you know, reactive and responsive sort of tactical way of, of consulting and coaching people. This sounds really different than that. Yeah. And the reason is, is because I think it's very difficult to know with certainty what one should do in a given circumstance. I'm not so much interested in what the circumstances are. I'm interested in what kind of future do we want to build and what's needed now for us to get to that future. And that's different from a kind of a reactive circumstance-based formula of points that people should follow. Here's my basic message. Start a journey of development with a future state that inspires you. And then examine how you can contribute to that future. And what you'll find is that it starts to become real. Thank you for joining us and sharing. It's really amazing to hear this idea of impact-based coaching and how people can work from a place that inspires them. Over 30 years ago, Insignium pioneered the field of organizational transformation. Please continue to our library in the episodes page of your podcast tool of choice.